Subscribe now to the Blazada Beats and Blood podcast, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on all other major platforms. Santa Claus in this wonderfully violent action comedy movie and uh, we thoroughly enjoyed it. Oh yeah, it's it's up there in one of the top favorite holiday movies. It's definitely not for the kiddos. Why is it not for the kiddos do you think? It's very gory. So it's just gory, gory, Christmas gory. That's mm-hmm. how I can describe it. It's it's a heart a wonderful heartfelt story um there's a lot of christmas themes a lot of christmas music but it's just full of murder and gore yeah santa claus <laughs> is a uh, murderer in this movie he is uh he is tasked with rescuing a family who is held captive in their estates a wealthy family uh, but he makes a connection with a little girl who is believing in santa claus but he has lost his belief in himself due to uh, seeing children throughout the world focus their attention on money and possessions and electronics. So Santa Claus has lost his way in this movie. So how how would you tie this movie to the classic Christmas Die Hard movie? So I think that it's very similar in a lot of ways, but I think the biggest thing that connects this to Die Hard is the way in which Santa Claus communicates with a little girl through a walkie-talkie. So in a big part of the movie, Santa Claus is um, contained to the attic of this large home and the little girl is communicating through a walkie-talkie and she's basically in hiding while the villains in this movie help hold the family captive. And so he speaks to her through this walkie-talkie and they have a good John McClane um, back and forth, uh, Santa Claus being the John McClane character and the little girl being his connection to the outside world. And I think that Santa Claus being who he is in this movie, which we normally don't see Santa Claus being portrayed as someone who is a little timid or scared, but in this movie he starts off being that way because he is trapped inside of this house. 
but he slowly becomes heroic throughout the course of the movie, trying to rescue the family. Yeah, I think he's there, like, um, delivering presents, mm -hmm. right? And he's enjoying the Christmas cookies that the little girl left out. Speaking of cookies. <laughs> and then he gets a drink for He helps himself to, like, a really old bottle. Mm -hmm. And then he has a, a rest in, the like, a massage chair. And that's when the villains come in. John Leguizamo and his Christmas crew. Mm -hmm. They're they're pretending to be caterers. Yeah, so they all have Christmas themed names throughout the movie. So John Leguizamo's name in this movie is Scrooge, and he has other elves at his side as henchmen, and they have like Tinkerbell or they have Nutcracker names similar to to that. So the whole movie it never drops the Christmas aesthetic. Mm -hmm. it, it just keeps it up the whole time, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. Even in the Corey fight scenes. Yeah. It just, it starts with all the Christmas music while they're stabbing and murdering. So. What's funny too is that a big part of the movie has uh, the little girl in the movie, her name is Trudy. Yeah. And she has to find a way to ward off the intruders. So she sets a lot of Home Alone-esque uh, traps for them. Oh, yeah. But in this movie, they're hyper-violent. So we see what would actually happen to people if they fell on a bed of nails mm -hmm. or stepped on broken ornaments. Or got a nail in them in their jaw <laughs> yeah this is definitely violent but it's wonderfully violent and stylized and there's not too much blood but we see a lot of like impaling what i enjoyed a lot was the backstory mm -hmm. on these characters the villain had a big backstory about why he hated christmas so john Leguizamo, he said that when he was younger, I think his father was poor and they couldn't really afford Christmas, so he broke into the neighbor's house mm -hmm. to try to steal some of their things. And he scared, like, the dad or the grandpa who oh, yeah. fell downstairs, and mm -hmm. then he passed away and they blamed him for it. Mm -hmm. So that, like, stemmed his hatred of Christmas. Yeah. And the best backstory was Santa. Yeah, so Santa Claus, he's given um, a unique backstory in the movie. Uh, we show, we're shown that he has... A connection to Viking lore. He is a Nordic warrior and his name in the movie of, uh, from his past is what? It was like Nicodom the Red. He has a very, like a very warrior-esque name and we have flashbacks that show him in the midst of war and he's um, he has by his side a huge hammer that he calls I guess Warhammer? I forgot what it's called. Skull Crusher. Skull Crusher. <laughs> So he has this trusty, huge sledgehammer at his side when he's a Viking warrior, and we just see glimpses of his past where he's a very violent warrior. And I love that uh, backstory that we've never seen in any Santa Claus movie. So one of the best like highlights of his backstory was he was all wounded from fighting the mm -hmm. henchmen. And he goes to rest in this room, and he's taking off his shirt, mm -hmm. but very slow and like... Gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, he rips off his Santa clothes and we see that he has tattoos and he's very dad bod-esque. A lot of, you know, husky muscles and he looks like a very um, beaten up Santa Claus, kind of akin to Batman or Ben Affleck Batman that you would see in the movies. He looks yeah. like a badass who's seen some shit. So he's, he's wounded mm -hmm. and he, he gets off the tree an ornament and he, I guess, bites the wood ornament for the pain. But he takes the hook and some string and mm -hmm. uses that to stitch himself up while he's there 
resting. So they never they never drop the the Christmas yeah. thing. It's it's hilarious. So David Harbour does a wonderful job in the movie uh, portraying Santa Claus as someone who has a real human element to him. Yeah. I mean, he is afraid at the beginning of the movie. He wants to just get out of the house, but his reindeer leave him, so he's left trying to fend for himself. And he still tries to walk away from the home, right? Yeah. But then uh, Trudy, the young girl, calls out to him via the walkie-talkie. And he then feels a lot of guilt, so he has to find a way to overcome his fear and go back into the home to try to rescue the family. And thusly, he finds himself, he finds his purpose again through his connection with the little girl. So she's girl. helping him believe in mm -hmm. himself again and yeah. um, have purpose right. for being Santa. So this movie, it's... It, it's really good that it has all this heart, but then it's very entertaining when it comes to mm -hmm. the gore and the yeah. killing. So there's a lot of creativity when it comes to the weapons mm -hmm. that they're using in this movie. What would you say is like your your favorite, like your favorite killing well, scene? So there's a scene where Santa Claus is fighting uh, henchmen and they're going uh, back and forth with their fists and just trying to knock one another out. But at the end of their fight, Santa Claus finds a string of Christmas lights with a star <laughs> at the very end. And so he throws the, the star, throwing star style, to the villain and it impales him in the eye. And he's like, ah! <laughs> and then Santa Claus quickly like plugs in the lights and the electricity fries this guy. And he starts to melt or oh, burst into flames. Oh, I remember that. That was awesome. <laughs> Just a wonderful creative use of the props. And it was, yeah. I've never seen anything like this. The only thing that I can relate this to is maybe John Wick. Or the John Wick series in terms of its yeah. stylized violence. It's great. There was a few scenes where I know I had to turn away. I, I just couldn't. I knew it was happening, but I just, I, I, I couldn't. It the wood chipper. The wood chipper mm -hmm. was one. Um, I did have a favorite one, though. Mm -hmm. So the little girl does these Home Alone booby traps mm -hmm. because she's trying to hide from the bad guys and she knows that they're going to come for her. Mm -hmm. So she puts this glue down and one of the henchmen, it's, it's a girl, she falls mm -hmm. on the glue and when she tries to get up, like some of her skull stays on the glue trap. It's so it's terrible. It's terrible. <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> so as I'm researching something on the movie, can you talk a little bit about John Leguizamo and, and what he brings to the movie? Oh yeah. He's a great villain. He plays a really, really good villain. He has a, a nice, juicy backstory. Um, he's very dark and he's mean. Mm -hmm. And um, he's, he's very convincing about why he hates Christmas mm -hmm. and why he's so against this Santa Claus character. Because he, he it can't believe that it's really Santa. Yeah. But he has the props that make him Santa. He has the bag that you can reach oh, yeah. into and mm -hmm. it just brings out presents. One of the good things, or one of the things I, I liked how they did about this or how they portrayed it in the movie is Santa has his list, but rather than it being like a scroll or a piece of fabric or paper, it's like a digital hologram term, like type of list. So Santa Claus has like two ends of the list that he pulls out this way and it's all digital. So you just see like names <laughs> popping up and out of thin air, which I thought was pretty, pretty awesome. They did a good job of um, not having it too cheesy. And they don't get too technical with it. I think Santa doesn't even know how his gadgets work. Yeah, he keeps saying like, when they ask him, how do you do this Santa or how does this work? He's like, I just don't know. It's a Christmas magic. It's just magic. Yeah. And that's all you really need to, you know, to dive into this movie. 
Um, so it's directed by Tommy Ricola and it stars David Harbour. It also stars Beverly D'Angelo, Alex Hassel, John Leguizamo, and Alex Lauder as the mom of this movie. Um, one of the things that, uh, that I noticed in the movie was the score or the soundtrack oh, because yeah. it, um, as we have the scenes playing through where some of the villains are going through the house or Santa, Santa Claus is trying to sneak through the home, it's a whimsical little like almost Home Alone-esque type of score, which in contrast to how the movie is filmed and how dark it is and how hyper-violent, it's funny how there's this contrast from lighthearted, you know, whimsical score to, you know, people being decapitated in the movie. That's part of the entertainment. It is. That's really good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think it's worth mentioning the creativity with all the weapons they use. Yes. In this mm -hmm. movie. Um, I think one of my favorites is uh, Santa sucks on a candy cane and sharpens it, mm -hmm. and he goes through somebody's eye. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> and he pins back his long hair at a certain point, like he's about to go to town on some villains, and he, he looks majestic with his huge beard and his big, you know, burly, you know, <laughs> stature to himself. And again, David Harbour does a great job, you know, giving Santa some levity and some humor and and some charm yeah. and he can also turn it right into badass mode when he needs to take out the villains in the movie and you can tell why he's really a star because he exhibits a lot of humanity in his portrayal of Santa Claus. I think they um they have what like a, a skate yeah. as a weapon. So Santa Claus finds in the shed like a uh, an ice skate and he uses the blade to basically <laughs> pin someone up against the wall oh, and, yeah. and his head rips off. <laughs> But again, there's not a lot, of, not a lot of use of blood, but you see like shadows of bodies being, you know, yeah. ripped apart. The Nutcracker. Yeah. Oh my the gosh. Nutcracker is awful. That's a great stopping point. So we're gonna take a break, and then we'll be right back. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. This is our Lazada Beats and Blood holiday special. Ho ho ho. <laughs> We're sponsored tonight by Southern Comfort Vanilla Spice Eggnog. Pick yours up at any major retailer, including HGB, Target, and the like. It's the noggiest eggnog. The most. It's delightful. Very delightful. <laughs> I'm drinking water since I'm getting parched, but my lovely co-host Zelda is enjoying the eggnog. Um, so all across the board, we really enjoyed the movie. Uh, On Rotten Tomatoes has a really uh, impressive score in terms of what critics thought about it. 73% on Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't too shabby. Um, it is definitely a movie that has earned its place in modern Christmas movies because of its levity, its humor, its hyper-violence, and its charming cast of actors. It's entertainment value. I'd give it a 10 out of 10. I'd highly recommend it. It is very entertaining, but not for the little ones. Mm -hmm. There is a scene in the movie that I know you wanted to talk about, which was the chimney scene. Oh, yeah. So there's a lot of... Christmas magic happening in the movie. Mm -hmm. um, one of them is that Santa is doubting himself and there's not a lot of uh, belief in him. So his magic is kind of not all the way there, but he can touch his nose to go up chimneys. Mm -hmm. So in one of the scenes, he's trying to get away. He's touching his nose. It's not working, but he's starting to believe in himself again mm -hmm. with the little girl, Trudy, who's believing in him. So it starts to work again. Um, so in the end, he's fighting this really great villain, John Leguizamo, which John Leguizamo tells him Christmas dies tonight. So 
So oh, yeah. he's out to murder Santa. And they're outside and there's like ruins of a home where there's a chimney. Mm -hmm. And so they're fighting. It's getting pretty bad. Well, Santa grabs John Leguizamo mm -hmm. and he does his Christmas magic to suck him up the chimney. So he pulls him up the chimney and he Santa survives, but John Leguizamo just explodes. Like he has like yeah. no head. He's like a carcass. That just explodes out of this chimney. He's a, he's a lump of meat, basically, at yeah. this point. <laughs> Amazing finale. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so John Leguizamo does a great job. He has, um, as I was telling Zelda when we were watching the movie, he's conniving and he plays dirty and he fights Santa dirty. Obviously, Santa and David Harbour, um, ha he has this you know, advantage over John Leguizamo because it, physically he's taller and he's wider and he's stronger. Yeah. But Santa, um, Scrooge or John Leguizamo, you know, kicks up snow into Santa Claus's eyes as he's fighting and he happens to be wearing ice skates where Santa Claus is just wearing boots so he has an advantage over Santa as they're fighting on the ice so you wouldn't think of it to look at the two of them but uh, Leguizamo does have an edge in the final battle against them but he does use playing dirty to his advantage to overwhelm Santa at the end but Santa still comes out the vicar oh he does yeah he does and then everyone believes him in him and it's just very happy happy ending so it, it's wonderful it's full of a lot of heart and it's a good christmas story i think we even talked about mm -hmm. it too if we cut out the gore mm -hmm. and the violence it would be a nice christmas story yeah we we have young ones and this is a movie that i told zelda i want them to see the movie you know if you were to just cut out the decapitations and all the obscenities <laughs> because at the heart of the movie it's um a much better christmas themed movie about um, about having self-worth, about finding purpose again, and about family, about family mm -hmm. and, you know, um, family and, and personal relationships over possessions. And Santa Claus is able to overcome his, his uh, sense of loss and his sense of loss in himself by realizing that um, through a connection with another person, another human and truly, he finds his worth again he, and he is revitalized. That's and I, good. I think that's a very special holiday message. It's very enjoyable too. I, I'd recommend it. I, I, if you haven't seen it, Violet Night, um, you can stream it or mm -hmm. purchase it already. It's, it's available on a few channels. It's on Prime Video. You can also rent it on YouTube, Google Play, Apple TV, anywhere else basically that you get your streaming content. Um, but again, it is filled with a lot of wonderful actors and we highly recommend it, 10 out of 10. Um, but definitely not for the kids. I think they're even working on Violent Night 2. They are. Yeah. Yeah, so it did well enough to, to warrant a sequel, so I'm excited and Zelda is excited to, awesome. to watch that one. They need to bring back John Leguizamo, though. They're going to bring him back. He's in dead. pieces. How Christ are they? Christmas magic. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's true. I guess that's, that's possible. Um, so what I wanted to ask you is we've talked about Die Hard and we've talked about Home Alone, which you can see the connections to both movies in this movie. It, it, it's obvious that they that they were inspired by those two holiday classics. Yeah. Um, but what is, Zelda, what is your go-to holiday film? Because I have mine. I want to know what yours is. My go-to holiday film. Let's see. Ooh, the one I enjoy all the time. I have to say Die Hard. Die Hard, I okay. love putting on Die Hard. Mm -hmm. That's one of the faves. Yeah. <laughs> so my personal favorite is The Night Before with Seth Rogen and Andrew Mackey yeah. and Joseph Gordon-Levitt from a few years back. That one is one that is just hilarious and it's full, with, it's full of actors whom I love and it's a wonderful adult holiday movie. Maybe that'll be our next review. Yeah, we can. 
We also recently watched uh, Godzilla minus one in theaters, which is a 12 out of 10. It is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It's doing really well for um, a Japanese movie in the States, and we highly recommend that one. Not a Christmas movie, but no. highly recommended. Yeah, a very character-focused, <laughs> wonderful movie. Um, but Violent Night is out now, so we recommend that you all watch it. And Check it out. We just wanted to say um, for this holiday season, uh, of course, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa to everyone out there. Happy holidays. We appreciate all of you. All of our fans, our friends, our family. We do this because of you. Thank you for all the requests, especially the movie review requests and the spooky story requests. We really appreciate it from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you. Yeah, so this podcast has, I think, room to be both a spooky story podcast, but also a spooky or even just a, any type of movie review podcast. We like being able to have that flexibility and have this venue and to have you all watch and listen. Um, this is just something that's very fulfilling to both of us and we appreciate any feedback, any support. That's what makes this so worthwhile and it makes um, the whole venture just so rewarding. And thank you. Thank you so much. Um, just send us your requests, your spooky stories. You can contact us at blazadaproductions at gmail.com or you can also follow uh, Blazada on Instagram, TikTok and send us all of your spooky story requests. And if you'd like to be part of the podcast, you can reach out to us there and you can be featured on the show as well. <laughs> well, thank you so much and thank you for listening and have a happy holiday. Happy holiday, everybody.